This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, September 9th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Congress returns. Kudlow, if trade war takes a decade, so be it. RFS deal eludes Trump. Congress returns with spending and USMCA hanging. The House and Senate are back in action today for the first time after their long end-of-summer recess. And lawmakers have a couple of very big items on their fall to-do list, funding the government and dealing with the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. Action on USMCA appears to be a long way off yet, but the House and Senate need to pass a stopgap spending bill in the next three weeks to avoid another government shutdown on October 1. Keep in mind... The two-year budget agreement passed before the recess has cleared the way for the Senate to start moving appropriation bills. It's also a big week for farmer fly-ins. Members of the National Pork Producers Council will be lobbying for USMCA and also for a big increase of inspectors at ports and airports to keep livestock pathogens out of the country. The National Farmers Union will be meeting with top USDA officials as well as members of Congress. For more on what's ahead for this week and the fall, read this week's Washington Week Ahead at www.agripulse.com. Kudlow lays out potential for extended trade war. President Trump won't be backing down to the trade war with China, a conflict that could go on for years, according to National Economic Council Director Larry Kudlow. The fight to get China to change its ways in international trade and intellectual property protection has already gone on for more than a year. But Kudlow stressed to reporters on Friday that could just be the beginning. It may go on much longer than that, Kudlow said, after comparing the dispute to President Reagan's clashes with the Soviet Union. Kudlow said the stakes are very high for both countries. We have to get it right, and if it takes a decade, so be it. But Kudlow says he is still hopeful that significant progress can be made in upcoming negotiations. A lot will depend on whether China will agree to honor previous agreements that the country backed out of in May, causing talks between the two countries to break down. Kudlow said, we would like to go back to where we were last May, but I don't know if that's possible. This is a difficult matter. Top ministerial-level officials are now expected to meet in Washington next month after lower-level negotiators gather later in one or two weeks to prepare for the next round of talks. U.S. Brazil prepare for initial trade talks. U.S. and Brazil have a long way to go before any formal alliances like a free trade agreement, but both countries are preparing to take a significant step forward in the process Government officials from both countries tell AgriPulse. Brazil's foreign minister is scheduled to arrive in the U.S. next week to kick off a strategic partnership dialogue aimed at isolating areas of differences between the two countries that need the most attention. Meanwhile, 11 Democratic senators are urging the Trump administration to put a halt to any trade negotiations to punish Brazil until President Jair Bolsonaro takes decisive action to protect the Amazon rainforest, which is being burnt by abnormally destructive wildfires that have been attributed to farmers and ranchers. In a letter to U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer, Senators Chris Murphy, Brian Schlatz, Sheldon Whitehouse, Tom Udall, Kristen Gillibrand, Patrick Leahy, Cory Booker, Chris Van Hollen, Camilla Harris, Amy Klobuchar, 
and Richard Blumenthal are all demanding the U.S. put a stop to USDA's efforts to allow Brazil to resume exporting beef to the U.S. Sources. No deal yet on ethanol waivers. Sources are telling AgriPulse that President Donald Trump met with USDA and EPA officials on Friday, but there is still no agreement to address the biofuel industry's concerns about the waivers given to small refineries. Biofuel industry officials were angry about the outline of an administration deal that had emerged earlier. They didn't feel it went nearly far enough to restore the gallons of ethanol that were subject to the refinery waivers. RFS ruling forces environmental study. A court decision means EPA will, for the first time, have to examine the effects of the renewable fuel standard on endangered species. The D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled on Friday that EPA did not comply with the Endangered Species Act when it published its 2018 rule setting targets for different categories of renewable fuels. Sierra Club and the Gulf Restoration Network sued the agency. In a report last year on the environmental effects of biofuel production mandated by the RFS, EPA's Office of Research and Development found that the most significant downstream water quality impact related to biofuels is low oxygen and harmful algal blooms, which can be found in coastal and non-coastal waters. Sierra Club attorney Devorah Ansel said she doesn't think the effects determination should take very long to complete, given the amount of evidence that is out there. In court papers, the environmental group cited the effects of land use, conversion in the whooping crane, and gulf sturgeon. Keep in mind, the decision likely means EPA will have to start examining the effects on endangered species on future renewable fuel blending targets. Additive effects of pesticides to get scrutiny. EPA says it will review U.S. pesticide patents for claims of potential synergistic effects among active ingredients. Synergistic effects cause the total effect of the ingredients to be greater than the sum of their individual effects. In a Federal Register notice today, the agency is asking for comments on its five-step process, which includes analyzing whether observations of synergistic or greater than additive effects are statistically significant. The agency became aware of patents with synergistic claims in 2015 when the Center for Biological Diversity was challenging EPA's approval of Corteva AgriSciences Enlist Duo, which contains glyphosate and 2,4-D. Marshall steps into race for Robert's seat. Representative Roger Marshall, a Republican of Kansas, made it official this weekend. He's running to replace the retiring Senate Agriculture Committee Chairman Pat Roberts in the Senate. Marshall represents the sprawling 1st District, which Roberts and Senator Jerry Moran of Kansas once represented. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo gave a series of interviews in Kansas on Friday, but was playing a little coy about whether he might get into the race, even though he has previously ruled it out. I'm focused on what I'm doing every day as Secretary of State, he said in one interview. But then he said, what comes next? Well, goodness knows. Here's today's He Said It. As long as President Trump wants me to be his Secretary of State, I will do what I've been doing for the last, goodness, almost a year and a half now. Focus on trying to deliver security for the American people. That was Pompeo when asked yesterday on ABC's This Week whether Trump could persuade him to run for the Senate.
Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, September 9th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.